0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. Welcome back to your playoff edition of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. We come at you every week talking Buffalo Bills. Big Newt, they survived. They advanced. It wasn't pretty, but here we are looking at the Buffalo Bills going into
1: the second round to host the Cincinnati Bengals. How are you feeling, big man? You said it already, man. Survive and freaking advance. Like my best friend, Kelly Thames used to say, he coached basketball at Pattonville, uh, high school in St. Louis. He says either go home or move on. And that's what they say on TV, uh, on TNT. Um, like surviving in advance, yeah. you say either <laughs> move on or go home. So that's what I say, man. And we decided not to go home yet. So <laughs> surviving in advance, man. I'm cool with it, bro. So it, it was ugly. I know it didn't feel good, all warm and fuzzy like we all thought. We thought we were just going to run through Skylar Thompson. And uh, he had something to say about it, and Dolphins did too. They were a formidable foe, and uh, we survived. One wasn't pretty, well, but move on. Like you say,
0: the other team gets paid too. Yeah. But I have to say, Armando Salguero, the writer out of South Florida, wrote that if you told me the Dolphins were going to start a third string quarterback against the Bills and the reason they lost was going to be dropped passes and delay of game penalties,
1: I wouldn't have believed you. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. That's about all, man they they didn't help uh i and then watching the game i just felt like that's why playing in buffalo probably helped yes cuz i'm telling you man and I, hey listen i'm gonna t- we're, once again man, we say this all the time we are not for everybody the JBD <laughs> big new show is not for everybody so if you just want to hear warm and fuzzy and make you feel good and lollipops and rainbows that ain't what this is going to be we're going to give it to you straight no chaser just like drinking hennessy all right. So <laughs> if you if this is what you want, then we're not for everybody. But I mean, people saying if you look at Twitter, man, people like, oh well, if they would have had two talking a little they would have won, probably, yeah, probably, bro, probably, yeah. All right, if we would have played that game in Miami, all right, we probably would have lost again. Okay? True. Okay. So I mean, I hate to say already. I know people have squish the fish. People hate Miami, but we giving it to you real, bro. Like the fact that we played in Buffalo probably saved us. Why? Because Miami players came up here. It was cold. When it's cold, the ball is hard. You don't know how to uh, – uh, the air is thick when it's cold. You don't know mm. how the ball is going to react in the air. I think that had to do with a lot of drop balls. And we saw it with Beasley. The ball bounced off his chest, and that was an interception. Right. You know, usually you want to catch the ball with your hands. But when it's cold outside, you don't want to catch with your hands. You want to catch it with your chest. All right? I- so the all those things, so the fact that we played that game at home, I mean, in my humble opinion, we know what opinions are. they're just like buttholes. everybody got one. um I, I mean, that that had a lot to do with us surviving this game, so I, I agree, man. I agree. It's not always easy, it's not always pretty, but
0: the the only thing that matters is the final score, right? It does. And the bills absolutely dominated it statistically. They shut the Dolphins down. They shut down the running game. Yes. Skylar Thompson had a hard time out there. You, you could see he was inexperienced. I mean, right. that that was a, a big thing going for the Bills is Skylar Thompson does not have a lot of reps, but he also looked poised at times. He yes, also he looked accurate. He yes, looked he like he had a good arm. He looks like a guy who can probably play in the NFL, and that's you know great for him, right? Mm-hmm. But... In the end, the Bills did just enough. Now, they completely fell apart for two quarters of the game. The the second and third quarter, they just were not playing well. And let the Dolphins back in the game. Really, everything they accomplished, the Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills gave them in that game. And it started with that mind-numbing interception that was intended for John Brown, and I'm not exactly sure where Josh Allen was trying to throw that ball.
1: Yeah. And like I said, man, it's hard when you throw bombs. I mean, let's go back to the beginning. I agree with everything you just said, but let's let's peel the onion a little bit. Josh Allen played okay. 352 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, really one pick. The other one wasn't his fault, whatever. Not at all. All right. And Um, a fumble. But the thing about it, yes, that's what we got to talk about. Three fumbles and you lost one. You mm-hmm. have to secure the ball in the playoffs, dude. And so I get it. He's used to making big plays, all right, and getting out of that. But sometimes you guys got to eat it and fall. You know what I'm saying? Um, the fumble that we lost, with the strip sack, that could have been – the. I mean, because I think they scored. And they went up then, right? Yes. If I'm not – okay. Now, Granny, I don't know how you felt, but at that point, I'm like, that can't happen. I was upset. But right. I did not think we were going to lose. Okay. I didn't think we were going to lose. I just, I knew we were going to do enough to squeak it out like we did. But you can't have those plays. It's, so that's what I take away from moving forward because it would make us feel better today during this week if we would have played clean and whooped Miami, right? Like San Fran. San Fran, you know, dog walked uh, Seattle. Right? Sure did. And so now San Fran, the San Fran, uh the 49er fan base is like, yeah, man, we look good. We whooping people, whoop de woo. All the other games, pretty cool. Except last name, we'll talk about uh the other games, but Dallas, uh, Dog walked uh uh the Buccaneers, you know, so it makes you feel good, but they are individual, <laughs> these are individual entities. So just because we didn't play clean this weekend, Cincinnati didn't play clean either. I mean, if you watch that game, Cincinnati easily could have lost that game this weekend. Both teams lost to backup quarterbacks
0: in tight games, and it took <laughs> it took a minor miracle for Cincinnati to pull yeah. that game out, didn't it? Yeah. That ninety eight yard uh, fumble return, um,
1: yeah, or touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that is not something you see very often. That was pretty much a fourteen point swing. If you watch the game, uh, Baltimore was going in to score to tie the game. Oh. Or well, was the game tied? I the think it was going, tied. It was tied. So they're going in for the lead, right? And he, and then in the post game, the coach talked about it. The play was the wedge and stay low. He went high and tried to break the plane, and then that's when they uh they created the fumble returning like ninety eight yards. Harbaugh
0: went live and said that. Yes,
1: dude. Yes, Harbaugh man. You can't throw your player under the bus like that. But if that was the play, it, to me, I don't think it. It was throwing. I don't feel like it was throwing him under the bus. It was cause that makes sense. <laughs> like why would you go up top? But I know this, that that uh, that same is slipping me right now. Uh, somebody else did that this weekend and it worked. Oh when yeah, yeah. That was uh, in the Jacksonville game. The Jacksonville. Thank you. Uh, All right. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yep, and he, he went up top and stretched it over the goal line. He right? looked like a ballerina. Right, you know what I'm saying. So I understand what Huntley was thinking about, but if everybody is wedging low, you know what I'm saying, then you have to get low with the blockers. If you go, if they go low and you go high, you exposing yourself and the ball. And so that's why I was easy. like, that's why it seemed so easy to do. The linebacker was right there, knocked it loose, and boom, the fumble. It worked out perfectly for the Bengals. Yes. So I don't, I don't look at it as him throwing on the bus. It makes explain it to me. You know what I'm saying, and and th- that makes sense. He should have just stayed low, but that's okay. He's your backup quarterback. He was trying to make a play. I don't blame him. I don't think anyone will blame him. It would have been great if it would have worked, but I mean, how many people really expected for them to even be in the game with the Bengals? You know, so. Well,
0: I think the expectation was that it would be a close game. I mean, it was it was four against three, wasn't it? Uh... No, it wasn't four. It was uh, uh, six against three. So, okay. They're divisional opponents. That's the other thing that we need to mention here. Right. When you play a team three times, weird things can happen. We saw it last year with the Bills against the Patriots. Like, the Bills playing a perfect game, scoring every time, scoring a touchdown every time they had the ball. That's not a normal result. Right. And... Neither was this game. And we, we've we talked about it a couple times before, but this Miami Dolphins team is for real.
1: Yes, they are. If they
0: can play you that tough with a third-string quarterback, yep, there's a lot of good going on in this line. 60% of their offensive line was either injured or out of the game. They were playing with a third-string right tackle. They didn't have their starting running back out there.
1: This is a good Team people. Yeah, man. I know like I said, I know a lot of us hate Miami, but I got a lot of friends as Dolphin fans, and I text them, man. I'm like, bro, y'all, like, yeah, we better win it now because they're they're gonna be tough, dude. Like, they got a lot of talent on that team. And young players, good young players. Mm.
0: Jalen Rieger was a problem yesterday. Yeah. And you you saw it that the Dolphins' defensive line is really tough. They limited Buffalo in the running game, and the running game has been it's been what has been getting Buffalo by over the past month or so. The Dolphins did a good job of shutting it down. And they did it oftentimes with numbers. But it was interesting what the Dolphins did. They came out of the game doing a lot of blitzing. Mm-hmm. And the Bills they they were beating it good. Um, In fact, there's an article in The Athletic talking about what had happened. And early on through the first four series, Allen completed 66.7% of his passes against the Blitz for 108 yards, averaging 12 yards per attempt. But then the Dolphins changed it up. They actually dropped into coverage after that. They stopped blitzing with the exception of only a few plays after that. Allen then completed only 40% of his passes and averaged only three yards per attempt against
1: four-man rush or fewer. Does Hmm. that strike you as strange? It does, but I feel like watching the game in real time that it was meat on the bone with him running, and he didn't take advantage of that. I felt like... And so, on the post game show, one of the callers said it. We always talk about Sugar High, Josh Allen. Something he said that it was Sugar High, uh, Ken Dorsey. Uh Like I feel like some of the aspect, like the caller mentioned it. I felt like just watching it, like Ken Dorsey's trying to prove something that he's Brian Dable-ish. That hey, I can make Josh Allen do this and that. Where a lot of plays were underneath. I know a lot of times we say, man, no, we need to push the ball downfield. And we did. We did. We hit a couple of bombs there, right? We hit a couple. uh, But it was a lot of meat on the bones going underneath. And so I think if we would have checked down a little bit, uh, running backs, I don't know. Let me see here. Uh, And I've got a statistic for you. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to see your thunder, but I don't think a running back had a catch. No, they didn't. You're correct. And so, yeah, so I think we underneath and him scrambling, it was green grass in front of him. So go ahead. On
0: 20 throws against a non-blitz package, Allen averaged 17.9 yards per attempt. Mm -hmm. And on his 10 completions, they averaged 10 yards per attempt. That means that on the 10 incompletions, His air yards, meaning the number of yards from the line of scrimmage to the receiver, was twenty five point six yards per throw, Mm. against a team that was putting a lot of players into coverage. That doesn't make sense, right?
1: That means it wasn't there. That that means that's exactly (laughs) what that means. It wasn't there, right? But once again, we got somebody, and once again. Come on, we're we're digging in the weeds not, right now, not, uh, analysis. But now you can just assume like is Ken Dorsey trying to prove that he's Brian? Look at Brian Dable. Brian Dable D- D- might be coach of the year. Well, hey, I could wear his pants. I can, you know, I could wear his whistle. I could do this, and he's trying to do something that we probably shouldn't have did, and that's why we looked how we looked. I think that was a factor for sure. Well, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because
0: I've been a. I, I've been a Ken Dorsey apologist, not so much on the show, but I can't ever get behind the criticism of Ken Dorsey until this week. And when you are sitting up in the booth and you're seeing that a team has stopped blitzing you and you're still trying to force long throws, you're not reacting to the game that's in front of you. You are so stuck on the game plan that you created to go long when they were coming at you with numbers to try to beat them that way that you missed. You missed the game that was unfolding right in front of your eyes. Mm, Yeah. That's a problem. And Joe Buscalia had two great tweets that came out during the game. One came out in the first first quarter, but he wrote, Bill's OC, Ken Dorsey is in his bag today, folks meaning in his bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later, he writes, update, Ken Dorsey has lost his
1: bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, some people, once again, I don't know the dude, never met him. But some people can have personal agendas aside, man. Maybe he could be thinking, well, I know we're going to win this game. I want to make sure that Josh Allen looks the part. So for Because he did. He threw for almost four, what, 352 yards, three touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? So he's having – his playoff record or statistics at home is amazing. And I guess maybe that's what he does. You know, you set personal goals and maybe that was it for him. And that can Mm -hmm. sometimes be at the detriment of the team's success, you know. If you know you're going to win – you know, because to a lesser scale, if you know you're going to win, then you do things that you probably wouldn't normally do. Like, hey, I know in my mind we're going to win this game. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I might go off script more than I would this week against the Bengals. You know, we're, our defense is going to hold this backup quarterback, even though we really didn't. We gave up 31, you know. Well, our defense played well for the f- most part, even though we gave up 31 points, which is uncharacteristic. But but when you know that you're going to win the game, sometimes you go on a ledge and, and you do those things to, to make your uh, quarterback look good. And other
0: times you get tight when things get close. And I'm looking back at Ken Dorsey here because in the first half, the bills were bringing in waves of wide receivers. Mm -hmm. They, their substitution of wide receivers, Joe Buscalier writes that it looked like hockey lines that were changing out in the first half. The bills utilized 15 different wide receiver combinations in the second half, they basically stopped doing that. Stefan Diggs went from playing 76% of the time in the first half to 94% of the time in the second half. And uh, Gabe Davis almost never left the field in the second half either. And also, did you notice that there there was a two consecutive plays where he was running nine routes, which is the go route, straight downfield? Yep. He was totally gassed by the second one. They should have subbed him out, but they made him run it again and threw the ball to him again. Like again, Ken Dorsey, dude, pay attention to your players. Yeah, like he he was coaching tight. He was coaching not to lose in the That's second fair. half, and yeah. and things went poorly. No, I got to stick to the script. This is what we decided. Got to do it. Oh, I got to keep my best players on the field. No, that like no. I mean. That's what was happening against a Dolphins defense that came to play. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that there is plenty of blame that finally needs to go at Ken Dorsey's feet in this game. Uh, gone are are the, the the misdirection and gadget plays and stuff that Dable used to do and get good gains on.
1: I agree. I agree. We don't interact with in short game like the, the trick play – the uh, screenplay, like, we do none of that um, stuff that Dable did. I agree. It's a it's a big difference. But I <sighs> – It's hard for me to knock Ken Dorsey. And I think some of that is I knew – I guess I knew that he wasn't going to be Dable. He's young. It was going to take uh, time for him to get his feet wet and get yes. experience. <sighs> So I guess I, it's more like okay, I, I knew that this it is what it is, right? But I'm like, dude, can I really knock you if you got one of the top five offenses in the league? Well that's that's a good point. <laughs> you so know like how, how is... can I knock you if we're averaging 430 some yards a game. We're number four in offense in in, in the entire league. Yeah. So can I really knock you for that? Like I, I don't know if I can fix my mouth to do it.
0: Right. I, I understand that, and that has been my hesitance to criticize Dorsey also. But in this game, you can say, okay, they did score over thirty points, which again is not bad. But was I don't know did. Did he call a good game? Did Was he recognizing what was in front of him and adjusting to it?
1: Yeah. I, I, I That's criticism fair. And, I, and, I and wanna, for two quarters, uh, no. I want to say I was wrong. Not 400. That was playoff uh, football. We're number two. We finished the season number two in uh, offense. Huh. Offensively, 397 yards, only behind Kansas City, who have 413 yards. Good stuff uh, Per game. And then points per game. We were number two, only behind Kansas City, twenty nine point two and twenty eight point four. So I was wrong about that, but yeah, I. But go ahead, I, I cut you off. But I just wanted to make sure we got that right.
0: No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, uh, I I'm actually thinking about a couple of different things here as to where to go, and I think that we do need to discuss Kyer Elam. Yes. Because that guy made a big difference in the game, and he looked athletic.
1: Yes. Yeah. He looks the part, man. And it's funny, in the postgame, Josh Allen mentioned uh, all three of the rookies, Shakur, Elam, and uh, Cook, and uh, how they impacted the game. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, man, he looked looked the part, man, but – did he, is he going through injury now? Did he get injured at the end of the game? I think he just had a cramp. Okay, it was a cramp. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, so Dane Johnson, I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah, I mean, suddenly now secondary going into the Bengals, which we need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we want to make sure that we're going to be healthy there. So. <clears throat> so I'm going to throw a couple of
0: statistics at you. Okay. After telling you what my belief is when it comes to playoff football, in order to be successful in the playoffs, you have to take care of the ball. You have to limit turnovers. Usually the team who wins the turnover battle is going to win the game in the playoffs. And I believe that's going to be the case going forward here. Because the deeper you go, the better the teams. teams. And in the AFC in particular, the offenses are really good. Right? Right? In the last 12 games, Josh Allen has thrown, I'm sorry, in the last 11 games, Josh Allen has thrown 12 interceptions. In the last 11 games, Josh Allen has fumbled 13 times, but only lost five of them. Is this a sloppy team?
1: Yeah, if you look at it statistically, yes. I think they're a sloppy team.
0: Yeah. Because it's not just on offense, it's on defense. They miss way too many tackles. Their assignments sound, that's good. And we
1: limit points. And they limit points. We limit points for the most part, for the most of the season. Not, not, Not this week here.
0: Right. But they miss tackles on defense, and that's been a problem all year long. They drop passes and turn the ball over occasionally on offense. And we've seen it, especially in in the red zone, where Josh Allen seems to tighten up. That may be an issue between him and Dorsey and Joe Judge, the uh, quarterback's coach. Is a team who plays like these Buffalo Bills, does this look like a Super Bowl team to you? I mean, they're two games away
1: from making a Super Bowl. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. When you look at it at a macro level, yeah, we're a Super Bowl contender because we're only one of how many teams left standing. Right. So yeah, we're we're contenders. And like I said, in my mind, just because we look bad this or didn't look up to par this weekend, that don't mean that we can't go out there and do it against Cincinnati, who didn't look as good. Joe Burrow against and Baltimore has a great defense. But yeah. Joe Burrow, twenty three for thirty two, two hundred nine yards, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. All right, and he provides absolutely nothing—a running threat in the in run game. Right. All right. If he plays like that, and Josh Allen through against a good Miami defense, three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns. That's
0: mm-hmm. why.
1: That's why. If you just look at what we did this weekend, that's why we're five point favorites. Mm -hmm. I'm confident going into this weekend. Now, granted, we could lose this game and our season could be over, right? And that's why I'm saying, like, (laughs) if we would have lost last week, I would have been pissed off. Like, yeah, if we lose going forward now, although I really want to win, I can't be mad because, if I mean, we beat Cincinnati. I mean, then we advance to Kansas City. Those are good teams. They're very good teams. You know, in, in fact, there's a case that can be made
0: for Cincy being the best team in football right now. Yeah.
1: You can make that case. You Eight can. game winning streak, man. You're right. You're right. They got good defense. They run the football and Joe Burrow's playing good. Joe Burrow finished. He's going to finish the top three in MVP. And then we will see, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's probably going to win MVP because he, he got all the votes for all pro. Right. Um, which I want to say also, all protein came out. Our boy Matt Milano, Stefan Diggs, all pro. So deserved. So deserved. I am
0: I glad it. that Matt Milano finally is getting recognized. Exactly. He's been a great player
1: for years. I love it. That made my week. And then you, you mentioned him with that. All pro linebacker, Matt Milano. All pro receiver, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Say it with your chest. I love it. So... <laughs> So give him the respect. So, yeah, I mean, so how I was feeling about it, and I told you the story because <laughs> everybody's been on my head. I didn't realize that so many of the D.C. Bills backers listen to us, dude. So last week I said I was going to go up and watch the game with y'all, right? Yep. But then you came down with COVID. Yes, I did. So then you text me was like big New, I ain't going to be able to make it out this Sunday. And then I was like, well, shoot, sure. If my boy Jamie D ain't there, I'm going to just wait. But then four or five people text me, Big New, we saved you a table. Where you at? You stuck in traffic? I'm like, no, I'm still in Richmond. And they was like, why? And I was like, well, Jamie said that he got COVID, so I didn't bother. <laughs> what the hell? So what you trying to say? <laughs> what you trying to say? Jamie, makes some breaks? It's like, I thought we were fine. I'm like, oh, man. So I felt like crap. So now I'm like, okay, I got to go this week. But I'm happy that I did not come for the silver thing, And I'm not happy that you got COVID as a result, but – I'm happy I didn't go because if we would have lost to the Dolphins and I had to drive two hours back, I would have been pissed. Oh, man. one drive pissed. after the loss is the worst, <laughs> isn't it? I would have been pissed. If we would have lost to a third string and you listening to the post game and everybody calling in, I would have just ran off the road, bro. I would have <laughs> ran off 95. I Yeah, so it's probably a blessing that – even though we pulled it out, it was probably a blessing I didn't go. Because it was stressful. Like, I feel like this week, and I'm saying that now because it's Tuesday, maybe I'll feel it differently this weekend. But if I go up there this weekend, I'm going to have fun. If, even, if, even if we don't pull it out, okay, right. at least we made it to the second round. Like, if we would have lost gotcha. to Miami, it did, everybody would have been – if we – like, I guess I look at how the feedback is, and you guess you shouldn't care, but – If we would have lost to Miami, we would have been like a laughing stock. And I just hate being the laughing stock. Absolutely. It would have been a historic
0: loss because no double-digit dog in a playoff game has ever won. Right. Right. And that would have been such a billsy thing to happen. Exactly. It's like, like, oh, man, for so many years, our team was making the record books for the complete wrong reasons. (laughs) That would have been another one
1: of those. Like, no, this team's too good for that crap. Exactly. And then I'm sitting there thinking while watching the game, Okay, what am I going to go on and say on a pod? Like, what am I gonna go say to the listeners on the show? So it's like, oh my God. Like, but if we lose this weekend and it's real, this I mean, once again, we're five-point favorites, we're at home. I do predict that we will win this game in advance, but we could. If Joe Burrow goes out there and have a game and Josh Allen is fumbling the ball and all this stuff, and we got a couple of injuries, I mean, yeah. You know, that wouldn't be a surprise. I, I don't think we'll I don't think we will lose. I think we will win. I predicted us to win. I think that we're going to – DeMar Hamlin's going to be there this weekend. Um, I'm glad that his health is improving. He was at the facility on Thursday or Friday, and they tweeted that out. I knew he wasn't going to come to the game. I told all my friends that. I was like, nope, hold him back. Wait to next week Uh because that place is going to go bananas when they see him. We don't need that for Miami. We need it for the Bengals. So I think they told him to hold off. Hey, just watch it from home, and then we're going to trot you out next week against the Bengals. Okay, 3 o'clock on Sunday, we're going to wave the flag, come out there, and they're going to go nuts. Yep, yep.
0: Go, come <laughs> stand right out at midfield and ask the crowd, where would you rather be
1: than right here, right, right now? Right here, <laughs> right now. Exactly. Dude. Oh, I just got goosebumps thinking about that, buddy. Oh, man. It's gonna be crazy, dude. I was looking at tickets, man. Tickets, tickets on StubHub, you get in the building for less than two hundred dollars, which I'm kind of surprised.
0: Jesus, I paid more than that to go see the Bills play in Baltimore
1: in September. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm like, mm, do we road trip? They said the weather's not gonna be bad. Hmm. I don't know. You know, maybe my wife will let me go into the, you know the kitty and get a you know
0: playoff ticket, man. Hey, man, you can always stay at the D'Amico household, and y'all got a
1: beautiful house too. It's oh, been it's years my, since my I've parents, been not mine. <laughs> Yours is nice too. It's been a while since we've been up there. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I feel good about it, man. I, I feel good about this weekend. Um, once again, Cincinnati's coming off a, a tough game against Baltimore. We come off a tough game against Miami, so we got them at home again. Uh, our home crowd. So we'll see what happens, man. So let me I, ask you this real quick
0: please do when we when we look at the expectations that people had of the buffalo bills before the season began as to where the buffalo bills are right now is this where you thought the bills were would be or did you think that they were just going to waltz into the playoffs number 1 seed no
1: questions asked huge favorites in every game we are about where we thought that we they would be. They got a couple of more wins than both of us predicted. Yeah, um, we would be fighting for that one seed if we would have if we would have beat since finished the game. We probably would have been the one. We're right where we want to be. Okay, We're right And like I said, I mean, although we didn't finish the game, now they announced, I don't know if we talked about this last week, they announced that we'll be playing the neutral site game if we advance in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and tickets will soon be going on sale for that. So. We're right where we, we, we want to be. We're right but, where I want to be. Uh, I thought Josh Allen would be MVP. Mm-hmm. We were hoping for that. Um, Josh Allen not- has very similar
0: statistics to last year, with the exception of one category, which is he's lighting it up when it comes to interceptions. Yes. So that's what has kept him out of the MVP race.
1: Right. But he'll probably still finish top five. Sure. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP. Uh, uh, Hurts uh, Hertz will probably finish second. Burrow will probably finished third. Um, Josh Allen will probably be fifth. And then what's the name of be uh, uh Jefferson will probably be fourth. You know, it's hard to argue with those. Yeah. It, it,
0: it's, it's tough to argue with that because all all of those players who you mentioned had great
1: seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But uh like Mike Dickens said, man, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want. Pro Bowl players, I don't care about that. I want Super Bowl players, and that's still on the table. Once again, I mean, like I said, they Cincinnati didn't play well this weekend. Uh, that That's good. I would feel worse if they played good and would have whooped Baltimore and we looked how we looked, but we both played okay games. And like I said, last week, Josh Allen looked better than Joe Burrow. So I need him to play better than Joe Burrow this week. You're at home this time. It ain't like it was a couple weeks ago when we had to go to Cincinnati. Crowd's gonna be electric. Hopefully, it's a decent weather. So you gotta go out there and make your money this week, buddy. And I think he will. I mean, he's at home in the playoffs. He's good. He's so you're good. Predicting a win. You know? Huh? You're predicting a win. Yes. What about
0: you? What say you? I think this is the end of the line for this season. Oh. I know.
1: Say it ain't so.
0: Yeah, I just think that this. Per- <clears throat> I just think that this particular Bills team is too apt to beat themselves against a good team. The Bills, this team has a tendency to shoot themselves in the foot, unlike the teams of the past couple of years, and I don't think you can survive against. Teams that are as good as Cincinnati or Kansas City. If you're going to do that. Now, if they come out and they make their tackles and they take care of the ball and they don't have the maddening drops, sure, they'll win. But I don't think that's this year's team. I'm going to get so much hate on Twitter for this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here thinking, are you being like... uh... Uh, former leader of the uh, Bills backers, uh, that boy Simmons, Jared, man, Jared Simmons, man, shout out to Jared, illustrious uh, leader transplant. Well, no, he's not from Buffalo. He just he grew up in Virginia and just grew up like in Buffalo, like me. Yeah, he, well, he, he's got a great story. It, he was watching Super Bowl <laughs> twenty
0: five. And the people watching were like, "Well, you have to pick a team that you're rooting for," and he picked the Bills, and he became a rabid fan after that,
1: and just stuck with it. Like, yeah, me, yeah.
0: we love, and, we love Jared. Yeah, Jared my is dog. so misunderstood
1: on Facebook, man, and so he always just. Like everything is, oh, we're going to lose very crap. But he's like, he's trying to do reverse psychology. So then when it goes the other way, he just be smirking. And I'm like, I feel you. And so he'll piss a lot of people off, man, by doing it. Because they don't know him. They don't understand him like we do. You know, we we had some times with him, man. He gets so mad at the bar he leaves his kids there. (laughs) Hey, Big Nuke, man, bring my kid home, man. I just I had to go. I'm like, all right, there, no problem, bro. I got you. <laughs> you remember them days, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, inside jokes, y'all. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, so he always reversed psychology. So that's why I'm thinking you're doing it this time. You're saying that you think we're going to lose just to put it out there and you know deep down that you feel like we're going to win.
0: I actually think they're going (laughs) to (laughs) lose. All righty then.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. You know me. No, I I will root for the Bills as hard as I can. Like every fiber of my being is going to root. I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be a freaking wreck during the game. I want the Bills to win so badly. But at the same time, for the reasons I laid out before, like, to me, this is not a Super Bowl team because they're a little too mistake-prone this season. Right. And I'm just right. talking about this iteration of the Bills. Right. Also, you know, before the season began, we were looking at a roster of healthy
1: players. Right. This is not... And you said it. You said that this roster is not going to be the same roster. You said it. Yeah. It's not the same roster we
0: were looking at at the beginning of the year because right. they're missing all pros. Right. On defense. And I think that if you have a mistake prone offense, you can make up for that by with having talent. a good defense. With but if you're starting Dean Marlowe yeah. and Shaq Lawson, like you're not the same team that you would have been with Micah Hyde and and Von Miller. Von Miller. It's just it's just not the same thing. Right.
1: I I totally agree. I'll just give you a hard time. I totally oh, agree. Oh, you should. You should. <laughs> you, should. But you see you see Micah Hyde practicing though. Yeah,
0: it that's pipe dream. It, you know what, even if even if he's cleared, he hasn't played all season. He's not going to be in football shape.
1: You got to let me dream, dude. Okay, okay. You go I, ahead and dream. I just want I'm thinking Micah High get out there, he get an interception, the crowd go crazy. I don't know. But you know me, I've been the over. I'm a pessimistic person, but I've been always Soft for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, man. You'd have to talk to me off the ledge. I think we're going to win this weekend. I, I,
0: think I hope you are right.
1: I, I think we're going to win this weekend. Can we win the Super Bowl at this point? Because of what you said, I I totally understand. I just think we'll we'll. I got to just take it one game at a time. Sure, we're going to win. it. We're favored by five. I think Josh Allen is going to have a clean game. Vegas loves the Bills, doesn't <sighs> yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Vegas puts money on Buffalo. You know, I,
1: I think we're gonna win this game. Josh Allen's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come through for me. He's so, not gonna be sugar high Josh. I saw somebody
0: on Twitter write that if the Bills make the Super Bowl, he's going to bet a thousand dollars on the opposing team as a hedge against the emotional upheaval that he would have if the Bills lost. I love that. And if the
1: Bills win, he does not care he about 1000 dollars He don't care. <laughs> right. I do. I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. And I'm ashamed. I feel dirty for doing it. I feel like a scumbag for doing it. But yes. <laughs> yes. Cause you remember how you say that's why I don't play fantasy football? Cause I remember we was at the bar and I forgot. Somebody was like, Well, I had we lost the game. And some I forgot who it was. Was like, Yeah, well, I had him on my fantasy team. So I guess. And I'm looking like are you serious? Are you happy we lost, but you got fantasy make-believe points in your fantasy list? Like, I was so pissed. Like, that's why I could never play fantasy football. But back but, when I was doing fantasy football, I refused to have Buffalo Bills on my team. See, and that would be the opposite. I would imagine if I played fantasy football, I would have all Bills on my team. But i yeah. probably never win. Well, <laughs> the <laughs> last time I had a Buffalo Bill on my
0: team, it was C.J. Spiller, the season after he had his breakout. Mm. I drafted him in the first round, and what a flop that was. Yeah. Like, that's
1: it. Never doing that again. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally understand if you had your bet in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm totally with whoever just said that. I'm totally with them on that. Oh, yeah. So,
0: Newt, <laughs> you coming up to D.C. to watch the game this weekend?
1: Are you going to be covertless? less I, I think so. All right, so let me ask you something. It's supposed to rain in D.C. this weekend. Uh, we watched the game in the bullpen. I've never been there
0: during been rain.
1: There? No, during rain. Oh, during rain. So do you all just sit out in the rain and watch it, or we do you have umbrellas and tents? Rain, of, huh? We just sit in the damn rain. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. All right, can you bring an umbrella? Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you, if you're, I'm I'm going to be there because I got to be updated. Simone got practice this weekend. So I got to bring up there. So it works out perfectly. So hey, buddy. I will be there. There's a couple of things I want to talk about before we get off. Okay. Uh, this is like a, the nukes corner of this podcast. <laughs> Baltimore, Lamar Jackson did not attend the playoff game. What do you make of that? Attending the game. Is interesting. It feels to me
0: like this relationship is strained, yes. and I'm wondering if we will see him in a Raven's uniform, whereas before it was a foregone conclusion that he would be back, now it seems like he might be trying to force
1: his way out. Yes. I agree. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, cause I talked about this last week and my friend was like, no man, you don't know what you're talking about. Lamar Jackson hurt. He can't play. And I'm like, no, nah, he's pouting about that contract. And so now for you not to even come now, I know it ain't about the knee. Cause if you was hurt, you still would have made the trip. You're okay. pouting about the contract. Mm. So that just solidified it. So once again, I'm not trying to dig into him. Who am I? Uh, a broke dude living in Midlothian, Virginia to talk about a multimillionaire making two hundred fifty grand guaranteed money. Who am I? It's just an opinion. Once again, we all got them, but I'm just trying to validate what my opinion was last week. I knew that this dude was. It wasn't about him being hurt. It's about him in his contract. And so, whenever you're doing that, that usually doesn't work out well. As Deshaun Watson, right. I don't see them just let. You can't let Lamar Jackson just walk out the door. I don't know if their owner is going to be like the Houston, Texas owner, but I just can't imagine how this is going to work out. Well, but they can fran- franchise him. So they can franchise stuck. him, but do you want to deal with that? Because if you franchise him and he don't want to be there, how do you know if he's even going to play? But see, right. that goes back to him and having his mama as his aging. You need Agents. Agents are just oh, everybody, oh, that's just a waste of money. No, you need agents for this time when you're negotiating contracts. You have to be a buffer. All right. And maybe because I know people that are agents, I understand that they're due because people just think, oh, you just throwing away money. I could do that to myself. No, you can't. Your mama cannot be your agent. Yes, because <laughs> the reason
0: you need an agent is for all of the 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 pettiness and the exactly. hurt feelings that come along with negotiation. Exactly. You can't hear that yourself as the player, or yep. else you're going to get your feelings hurt. Yeah, like that's a hundred. You're hundred percent right. I I heard Colin Cowherd talk about this. He's like, I don't want to know what management thinks and is saying about me. I just want to do my thing and let somebody else worry about it. Right. You know, like I'm sure I'm going to get enough money. I don't want to know what they are saying about me behind closed doors. And, and imagine football players your, should be the same way. Imagine it's your mom know. Your mom's going to tell you everything.
1: And imagine how she feel when you rip You saying all the stuff about her son, what he, she can't do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I can see if it's your buddy, your agent. Like, okay, at least I'll be smart enough not to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be a buffer. Like, okay, but your mama, dude. Like, your mama going to be a mama bear. And she going to protect her little cub, dude. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, once again, I don't know these people. I'm only going off of what we see. And I'm just disseminating information as we see that the media gives us. But I just, I can't imagine how this would go. I've read things that saying that Atlanta would take them. And I think Atlanta would be a great city for Lamar. But you would have to give up a king's ransom for them. And so if you give up everything you'd have to give up for him, are you going to have any talent around you to even do anything? Because it's about is, winning the Super Bowl. That's, that's the why-
0: catch-22 of the modern NFL, right? Yeah. that yeah. That is entirely the catch-22 of the modern NFL, is you have to have a quarterback. Quarterbacks are expensive. If you draft one, Great. You better get it done in that first contract because if you right. trade for one, you don't have any assets left to yep. surround the guy with good players. You tra- Now, granted, the Chargers were able to do it. Not Chargers. The Rams were able to do it. Right, and it worked
1: out for them. It, it did. Yeah, but they got a Super Bowl. They got a Super Bowl out of it. Now, will they ever make it back? <laughs> Are they, did they mortgage their future for that one Super Bowl? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I but i tell you, I would. I would mortgage my future for it. If but we luckily we we don't have to worry about it. we have it. But yeah, we have what? We have a franchise quarterback. I'm saying if we
0: did, yes. But you got to get it done in that first uh, yeah. in that first contract
1: for the most part because it becomes so expensive. After or you got or you got to have a team that's already put together like the Jets. Their owner came out last week and was like, "Yeah, we're a quarterback away." And I believe them. they right. have a great roster. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> they have all pros and they're the Jets. They didn't even make the playoffs. They have all pros. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, but if Atlanta, once again, I'm just saying when the, the the scuttlebutt I heard Atlanta, I'm like, I don't know if I'm Atlanta if I do it. Just like Cleveland. Cleveland, I don't, I don't know. Like, they got Watson now and they gave up all that and paid them all this guaranteed money. And I, okay. They I mean, got a good I, roster too. They got a good roster, but they in a tough division. I don't know. Let me. I'll hold off on that. I'll hold off on that because like, okay. he didn't have a whole year. So let's see next year if they get a whole year, what he looked like. All right. You know, I know why they did it. It's just I don't know. I just feel like kind of like Buffalo. You're Buff. You're the Bills until you're not the Bills anymore. They're like the Browns. The Browns. You're the Browns until you're not the Browns no more. So. <laughs> what does that mean you know you did you know how you know we were the bills we did billsy things like nothing oh, worked until they do work you know what I'm saying so. <laughs> did you watch last night Monday night football Dallas no. Cowboys dog and Tom Brady looked sad he was hugging his parents walking out the field all that stuff so I don't know he threw the ball 66 times man. <laughs> Whew, that old is going to fall off. Yeah, I mean, you're 8-9, so I mean, losing record, losing first round of playoffs. I don't know. I, watching the game, it felt like this could be it for him. I don't know if he's going to be able to let it go. I, I think his time in Tampa might be up, but can he be paid Manning and go to Denver and do little of nothing and still win a Super Bowl? Can you win a Super Bowl with your brains instead of your arm? And the answer is, for him, probably yes. Yes. I think so, too. Imagine, Tom Brady, if he went to the Jets. What am I imagining? (laughs) They got a good roster, bro. All they need is a quarterback, and you don't have to do much. Just don't mess it up. That's true. But
0: he's going to try to angle his way into Miami. Like, doesn't it look like they're trying to set up what they wanted to do a couple of years ago, and then weren't able to do because Brian Flores got in the way? Yeah, yeah. And if you're Miami, do you keep do you keep putting Tua back out there? Like I asked last week, is it even humane to keep putting Tua out out on the field?
1: Inhumane to do that. Because you're gonna keep saying, "Oh yeah, he's okay. He's he's passed the battery of tests and all that stuff." But oh my god! And then my thing is, if Tua, why would you even keep subjecting yourself to it? Like, I think oh. the reason for that
0: is you don't know anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if if he gives up football. What is he going to do? He's a young guy. He's in his mid to late twenties. He's
1: never done anything else. Going this to was always his ticket. Going to TV, going to coaching, going to sales. Anybody, in, especially in Tuscaloosa, will hire you. Yeah. Like it ain't like you're just gonna be some bum. Like, and I know. And once again, we can talk about this in the off season. I know how hard it is to let go of the sport. Cause to a small extent, I did, you know, and it's like every day you train and you prepare. You got a game, or you preparing for next season, and then come your senior year, and nobody's coming calling. It's like okay, uh, and granted, you know, I graduated in four years or whatnot, but it was like when they was out there getting ready for spring ball, I was just like, oh, I got all this free time now. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I ain't really think about
1: life without you know. And I got my grades and everything, but it's like you don't really think about life after football, and it kind of hits you like a ton of bricks. So I understand, but being who he is, at the very least, going to TV, you know, right, on to right. TV. And if you don't want to do that, go back to Tuscaloosa. Anybody will want to give you just free money just to be around. That's that's a great point, right? <laughs> You know, going to coaching. Speaking of coaching, did you see uh, Ed Reed taking over Bethune Cookman?
0: I did not see that, but boy, they like
1: their uh, big names, huh? Yes, they do at the HBCUs, and he's all on social media. Check it out, man! He is going in on Bethune Cookman, and I'm like, the ink isn't even drying on your contract yet, and you going in on your employers? (laughs) But once again, I mean, you you mean going in on? Oh, he's going off. It was I'm like, sure. oh, this place is this, this place is that. I can't believe this. And I'm like, I don't know what you thought you was getting yourself into going to Bethune Cookman. Ed Reed played in Miami. So I guess in his mind, he thought it was going to be the same as Miami, where it's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's kind of comical. because That was trending. So if you got any chance, look at that. And then the last thing, my dog, Duval County. Trevor Lawrence, man, comes come back twenty seven nothing. Got a big win, and where does he go to celebrate with his friends and family? Where he went to the local Waffle House. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I I was like, dude, I love this dude, man. He's a man he of walks, the people. He is a man of the people. Serp stains, everything, ghetto waitresses and people. They they showed the a video of him walking in. They all start cheering. I'm like, that is my guy. Money is not going to change that dude, man. Love it. They went to the Waffle House. Do you do you ever go to the Waffle House? We don't have
0: any around here, but back when I was in college, that was something that we, at least once a month, my junior and senior year, we would go to the Waffle House on a Saturday or Sunday morning.
1: That's why you need to come down here. We got Waffle Houses on every corner. Yeah,
0: and I got to <laughs> tell you, we had this one server that was – I could not believe how intelligent she was. She had this amazing memory. We went in there once. We went back two months later. I, it might have been longer than that. I think we began going at the end of one one semester. We had a summer break, went back in the fall. She remembered what we ordered. Hey, Love yeah. it. So if then- you Give them a tip. I would have gave them a big tip for that. So then we started uh, talking to her about like things that we were writing in school, like papers we had to do and stuff like that. She had so much information like, oh, on that topic, X, Y, and Z, and you should really check this book out of the library because it has great information. Like, like why are you working at a Waffle House? <laughs> you thought that was unbelievable.
1: Oh, we loved it. Oh, man. And we loved her. Yeah. I love Waffle House, man, but my wife hates it. My wife, OCD, she's like a stickler for cleanliness, and Waffle Houses just isn't clean. Hey, no, no, you're not going to get clean.
0: They've got a uh, they've got a fry top right behind the counter there. Like, the whole place is greasy. <laughs> right. It's going to right. be.
1: It is like, we went, because we've drugged her like a couple times, and then like the person who is giving us the food, they're also like doing the dishes, and then like the dish towel was on their shoulder, and I think it fell into the food. She was like, dude, the dish towel is <laughs> in the food. And I was like, that's what gives us this flavor, man man, you better eat that. (laughs) And then, dude, I promise you, dude, Sabal had a tournament in Atlanta, and I'm about to end on this, but Sabal had a tournament in Atlanta last year, and we went to, you know, in Atlanta, there's a Waffle House on every corner, literally. And so we went to Waffle House. She was like, yeah, dude, I just can't do it. She just sat in the car, and me and the kids ate Waffle House, dude. She sat in the car? She was like, I can't even go in there. Like, I can't even do it. Like, I tried to suck it up the other times. Like, I can't even do it. No, I just, she, she literally sat in the car. She I didn't love even that. Come in. She didn't even come in. She was like, it drives me crazy to go. She said, when she goes to the Waffle House, I just want to clean up. Like, I just want to clean. <laughs> 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 I want to mop the floors. I want to wipe the counters. Yeah. And I'm like, "Nah, dude, don't touch nothing. You just sit there and eat it. <laughs> don't so, touch anything. <laughs> don't touch nothing. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, <laughs> shut out the Waffle House, dude. They, they need to give us a sponsorship or something. We need to talk to talk to somebody. I about
0: give it. them a call, man. Give, give them a response. call. This, this show should absolutely be brought to the listeners by Tito's Vodka and Waffle House. At Waffle
1: House. And because man, everybody
0: knows you drink enough Tito's, you're going to end up at Waffle House anyway.
1: Exactly, right? Yeah. And then you know what you got to do is give us product. You ain't even got to give us money. Just give us product. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. So. Great show. Hopefully I'll see you Sunday, man. It's going to be a big weekend, man, so hopefully we get past them. My brother, I look forward to it. And thank you to everybody who
0: uh, listened to this episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. We know it, it got a little light here at the end, but that's all right. That's all right. That's, you, you, you can always uh, skip to the parts that you like. Anyway, <laughs> Big Newt, it's a Buffalo Bills win. Give us a song. Hey, 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 let's go, Buffalo!